When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. 10 The Zone. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it does look like we are going to get a little warmer today around the state of Wisconsin. Good morning, everybody. It's a Thursday. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. So glad you joined us. Yeah, it does look like we are going to pick up a little bit more sun today. 89 are expected high. The good news, overnight, back down to around 67. So giving the cows a little bit of a break. Friday, sunshine and 90 degrees. Saturday, we get a little bit of a break again. Scattered thunderstorms in the forecast on Saturday, 83 the expected high. And then on Sunday, a comfortable 76 are expected high. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, has got those weather details for you coming up in about 15 minutes. And it's a Thursday. That means we're catching up with our friends from Everag. Zach Bowers is going to step to the microphone today. No change yesterday on barrel or block cheese, but double-A butter did go up three and a half cents. What's happening with those dairy product prices? Zach will bring us all the details as we roll our way through a Thursday. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Well, there's not much better than steaks on the grill in the summertime. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and that beef comes from somewhere, our cattlemen and women. And Jill, you've touched base with a few of those cattlemen recently. What's the word on what they're dealing with from the hot weather to policy discussions in D.C.? That's right, Stephanie. I had the chance to talk to Don Schiefelbein. He's the National Cattlemen's Beef Association president. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. The Wisconsin beef producers had a summer picnic this last weekend, and I had the chance to talk to Mr. Schiefelbein about the national legislation and reaching out to consumers. Well, there's a couple of them that are flowing through. One is the Fisher-Grassley bill. It's one that I always portray as, boy, it's good-intentioned. They do want to help the ranchers, they do want to help the farmers, but always, guys, you got to look through the details and make sure it doesn't violate your principles. And there's one particular item in there, and that is a mandate on how packers must buy their cattle, which, as you know, if you mandate one side, the buyer, you're also mandating the sellers. So you're mandating sellers how they can market their cattle. And like I believe strongly is if you mandate producers, you're taking away their freedom, you're pulling out the power of capitalism in America, and neither one of those things are very good to do. So we're opposing the Fisher-Grassley bill because of that mandate portion. And you also brought about in the national government how many steps away the legislators are from the farm. Tell me what's going on up there. Well, it's not even just legislators, it's all of America. We're now, we just passed the majority, so the majority of Americans are three generations from a farmer ranch. 
And what that means in common terms is when you ask somebody where their beef comes from or where their milk comes from, it's Kroger or Walmart. They have no idea with regard to the family farm situation. So it's so important that we have a group of people, in my case, National Cattlemen's Beef Association staff, 18 of them full-time, working on behalf of you and I to make sure they understand who we are and what our priorities are. So we're gonna, there's other things that are happening at the national level too. So what else is going on? Well, there's also a bill that's flowing through called the Special Prosecutors Bill. And what that is, that's empowering USDA to have uh, the ability to look into certain things with regard to the PNS packers and stockyards. The problem we have with that particular bill is, boy, that's exactly what the DOJ is supposed to. So leave it to the government. When one entity isn't doing what they're supposed to, their solution is let's create another entity that may or may not do what it's supposed to. We are strong advocates. Let's make sure the Department of Justice looks into the requests that we had to make sure that there's a fair playing field for producers when it comes to marketing their calves. So we looked at a couple things that the cattlemen are opposed to. What's out there that we're really promoting for and in favor of? Yeah, so the Fisher-Grassley bill, I told you the one item in there that we're opposed to, it's filled with some good items, and those are things like a contract library that allows producers to look up and see, are there any special deals given to some large producers that we need to be aware of? And that helps level the playing field so small, medium, and large all can compete fairly for prices. That's a strong provision. The other thing is we want stronger oversight and funding of the USDA and the Department of Justice so that the time length of getting these things accomplished is much quicker. As I mentioned many, many times, justice really is two things, getting to the right answer, but also doing it in a timely manner. If you violate either one of those, you really aren't providing justice. And another thing that we always keep hearing about is uh, fake meat. The recall on the meat and the wood in the products, you know, we kind of make a joke while you get your toothpick right along with your meat, but, you know, what's really going on with that? Well, it's one thing I always say is don't lose sight. Keep your eye on the ball. And if you look at what may or may not have a dramatically impact on the beef industry, it's fake meat. It may not be the fake meat that you and I are used to today, which is basically uh, a different kind of meat from vegetables or whatever. The fake meat I'm talking about is one that's created in a petri dish that really can really reflect very similarly in taste and kind to the beef that we're producing. To me that's the one we have to keep the eye on the ball and what we want to make sure we do is that when a consumer buys beef he understands it comes from a four-legged animal and we don't allow those fake meat substitutes to take our claim of beef. Personally, I don't think they should be calling it meat. I think they should be calling it something else. What do you think? I think so exactly. I think truth to the consumer is what it's all about. And if it's lab-created meat, I think it needs to be lab-created food. And that be listed right on the label so they understand this is Franken-food. It's not the beef that you and I are used to. And we're talking a little bit about the consumer, per consumer connection. How does the beef industry really get out there and connect with the consumer? 
Well, we had to start telling our story more aggressively. So when you look at that three generations removed, that presents the challenge. Boy, we got to really be aggressive on convincing them and explaining what we're doing and how we're doing it well. What I believe in is I believe consumers want transparency. And to me, that's all about turning the light on. We ought to be proud of what we're doing in the beef industry because I sure am. And what we need to do is make sure they understand how we're raising these cattle, the wonderful impact they're having on the environment, and the good nutritional value they provide for themselves and, more importantly, their children. Traceability. That seems to be a hot topic statewide, nationwide. What's your feeling on it? It's a huge issue, but it's one that has to be done right. To me, that's, a, that's an issue that the devil is in the details. So putting it together correctly is very important. But doing nothing, as some suggest, is equally, equally startling. If you look at what we've just come through with this pandemic, it's pretty easy to see government's first response to a disease outbreak is simply shutting the world down. The last thing we want as beef producers, should something, a disease outbreak occur in our industry, is to shut it down. We want to be able to isolate it and manage it. And to do that, we need traceability. What we're talking about is a voluntary system where individuals decide, should I or should I not participate in a program that allows me the assurance that if I'm traced correctly, that they can exclude me from shutting me down. And to me, it's one of those member-driven, consumer-saving results. Knowledge is power, in my opinion. Yeah, and we want to make sure that, again, it's about transparency with the consumer, too. We want to make sure they're comfortable that what they're buying is safe and we can trace where it's at as well. And that was Don Schiefelbein, president of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, representing a lot of beef producers around the nation at the national level. And this is Jill Welke at the northern end of the world's longest barn. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You've collected a lifetime of jewelry. Some of it you'll never give up. Others, well, it can continue to be hidden away or you can repurpose it and bring it back to life with the help of William Thomas Custom Jewelry. The master designers at William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create that one-of-a-kind piece that's redesigned, updated, and uniquely you. Something you'll definitely want to show off the minute you put it on. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. It's the Bergstrom June 3000 Humane Society Challenge. Help us help the local animal shelters and donate $300,000 to the humane societies in our communities. For every vehicle that you purchase in June, Bergstrom Automotive will contribute $100 to the surgery center at the humane society in your area. During the Bergstrom June 3000 Challenge, shop from the largest selection of Chevy trucks and SUVs in Wisconsin, all with Bergstrom's negotiation-free upfront pricing, including our exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven-day money-back guarantee. Choose a vehicle that's in stock, reserve one that's on the way, or order one just the way you want it. Help us donate $300,000 and secure the equipment and medicine to get these animals the care that they need. Find new roads in a new Chevrolet. Stop in or shop and purchase at BergstromChevrolet.com. Let's take care of the animals together. Sometimes it's nice to let the kids have their own space downstairs. It's also pretty awesome to expand that basement into usable living space or entertainment area. 
Actuate Improvement will transform your basement into a livable area everyone can enjoy. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. As we get started on a Thursday morning, at least it's one of those mornings when you can walk outside and actually breathe without it paining you. I think it's going to stay that way today, but we do have more heat in the forecast. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, joining us this morning with all the updates. Yeah, it's nice out there this morning. In fact, uh, you know, if you left the windows open, you might be surprised how cool it really is. Yeah, we're actually just about normal or a degree or two below that for this time of the morning. Uh, you know, that's not hard to take at all after some of the heat we've seen. Like you say, if you left the window open, maybe it feels a little cool. Well, that'll be all right. You'll enjoy it during the day. High pressure is right around southern Wisconsin today. That's going to mean a nice, bright, sunny day. And as winds gradually become southwest, those temperatures do stay a little mild, a little warmer than normal but I think that's going to be all right. It won't, might not feel quite as humid as it has here lately with that high pressure system nearby. No rain to talk about, although that front that slid through here a day or so ago, still lining up from our east, down towards southern Missouri and Oklahoma. There's a little narrow band of some rain down in Kansas, still on the northern edge of that front, we don't have to be concerned by that. In fact, the next weather maker for us comes in out of the west and also has some effects in the north. A cool front's going to drop south in Canada, right down toward the international border. And if you look just north of the international border this morning, there are some scattered showers all the way from just northwest of Lake Superior, all the way out toward the Pacific Ocean, right along that frontal boundary. And that boundary is going to become a bit more organized and a low pressure system will eject east right from the northern Rockies. And those two will work together to wrap up our week by, for most of us, late Friday night or into Saturday, some rain chance develops. I'd say La Crosse could see a little sprinkly shower activity, maybe even late Friday afternoon or Friday evening. Mauston falling in there into Friday evening. The rest of us probably not until quite late after midnight and then into Saturday when some rain may fall. Just because they start a bit earlier than us, Lacrosse may be in line for just a little more rain. I'd say from Friday night through Saturday, Lacrosse may see a near quarter to half inch amount of rain. The rest of us more likely just push up in that trace to near quarter inch, and that should be ending by Sunday morning in the east at the latest ending uh, earlier on Saturday evening or Saturday night in the west. And as that rain ends, those temperatures stay a little cooler. That may sound like the better news yet. I expect we cool it off as we look at Saturday and certainly cool it off for Sunday and Monday. 70s for daytime highs. That's just a little cooler than normal. Should feel pretty comfortable indeed. We start those temperatures slowly rising toward the mid part of next week. And any rain chance really looks to be only a very slight possibility. So all in all, I'd say some drier days coming. If you've waited off on some hay or something, I'd say Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday probably will stay dry. Give you a chance to get some of that work done without the fear of a shower 
and certainly a little more comfortable than it may have been here as of late. I'll have our forecast details right after this. BioVet microbial and nutritional supplements are formulated by their own staff veterinarian. Their focus on technology, research, and innovation ensures that your livestock receive live microbials and the absolute best nutritional ingredients to support all stages of health, growth, production, and reproduction. When you think healthy livestock, think BioVet and let them help you grow your profits. Call today, 1-800-BIOVET1 or find them online at bio-vet.com. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. And some of our folks uh, using that talk text line to give me a little humor. Kyle down uh, in Evansville said he had 23 drops as far as his rainfall report. Uh, you know, that's okay. I, I think, though, by the time that next front comes through, Stu, uh, we probably could use a little rain. Yeah, I was noticing some fields yesterday, you know, at the field entrance around that corner where you may have a little more compaction, you know, where you turn more often. That corn seems a little, looks a little stressed, let's put it that way, yesterday. And I'm sure a little rain would make a big difference there. So uh, let's hope we all get a little out of this because, you know, a couple of tenths of an inch goes a long way. It makes that crop, gives a little shot in the arm, if you will, and uh, allows it to get some better growth. Anyway, that forecast today, sunny skies, really not a bad day. A lot of mid-80s, 85, 86, a little warmer at La Crosse, probably 88 or better, as winds will become southwest today at about 5. We stay clear in the night, mid-60s. That's a little above normal again, and the south winds will be around 5. Mostly sunny Friday into the upper 80s, 88 or better. Lacrosse could see a shower already into Friday afternoon or evening. South winds at 5 to 10, and that rain chance then tries to slip in for almost all of us Friday night. Saturday, I'd call it a mostly cloudy day, but there'll be breaks of sun, especially in Lacrosse later in the day. In the east, that may be around in the morning first. But that shower, even a thunderstorm around uh, low 80s with some rain chance for Saturday. South winds at 5 to 15. Rain ending Saturday night, lasting just to Sunday morning in the east. And otherwise, by Sunday, sunshine returns, Pam. Mid-70s for highs on Sunday. Northwest winds 5 to 15. Going to feel just like being in the air conditioning by Sunday and Monday. You know, uh, that's just fine. Don't forget, we still have one more uh, dairy breakfast in our area. That's going to be Sunday for uh, Fond du Lac County at uh, Dodger Acres uh, by Rosendale. And believe it or not, Stu, we've already got County fairs underway. The Elroy Fair is uh, starting. Today is entry day. Tonight they've got a horse pull at 7 o'clock. So, you know, when you start hearing about temperatures that are going to be in those 70s, that is kind of ideal for all those kind of outdoor events. Yeah, you look at a Sunday for a, a breakfast on the farm, a beautiful day with those temps in the upper 60s to start. That's great for the fair, except for Saturday. It sounds like a pretty good run, too. Hey, you can't go wrong sometimes. No, that's right. Capitalize on it while we can. All right, buddy, tomorrow the, the big chair will be occupied by Stephanie, so treat her nice. Oh, I'll do the best I can. <laughs> with the skills that you've got. I know. I know. <laughs> Not much, but we'll try. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you. We'll see you later. See you later.
Stumach, our ag meteorologist with the weather details that, of course, we're looking for this morning. And, you know, like he said, really, if I take a look at conditions across the state of Wisconsin this morning, uh, up in Eau Claire, they're at 61. Fond du Lac currently 57. La Crosse here at 63. Madison's at 61 uh, all the way up in Green Bay. They're at 57 degrees. So like he said, everybody's waking up in pretty comfortable territory. Good luck for all those folks that are working with the Elroy Fair. We've got fair season really kicking up in a big way starting next week as well with uh, the Stoughton Junior Fair. As always, if you're looking for county fair details near you, you can go to uh, wifairs.com, complete directory there. And, of course, the Midwest Farm Report staff is going to be fanned out across the state, doing our best to let you know about all the benefits, all the great stories that are happening at our county fairs. We've got our Everag folks joining us on a Thursday morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sundra Modeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. You've heard about my personal interior designer, right? The one anyone can have free at Lazy Boy? My personal designer made elaborate drawings and spent months getting it just right. Okay, truth time. I scribbled some ideas on a napkin and she took it from there. How she perfectly captured the vision I had in my mind, I'll never know. Your secret designer at Lazy Boy does this all the time. People come in my house and they say, wow, it's all put together perfectly. And it really is. When you have an interior designer like I do, it all works together. But you probably couldn't afford something like that. You totally can afford it. In-home design services are free when you get gorgeous furniture at Lazy Boy. It all starts with a sketch. Sketch ideas and bring them to Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor. Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat, and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. This looks like a car. It has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 
99.9% of the time, this would be a car, but it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Looking for extra cash? Did you witness a crime? Or maybe you have information about ongoing criminal activity in the Madison area. We give cash for clues. Madison Area Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization that helps prevent and solve crimes in our community by working with Dane County residents, law enforcement agencies, and media partners. So how does it work? When you share information with Crime Stoppers, a confidential code will be generated to protect your identity. If your tip results in an arrest and filing of criminal charges or the apprehension of a fugitive, you'll receive a cash reward. Keep your tip ID and password so you can check the status of your tip. Once the arrest or apprehension is confirmed, arrangements will be made for you to collect your reward anonymously. Your confidentiality is important to us. Any individual who contacts Crime Stoppers will always remain anonymous. Call 608-266-6014 or go to p3tips.com. Madison Area Crime Stoppers, your safety is always our priority. You can't beat fun at the old ballpark unless it's the Grand Slam giveaway at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Starting at noon on Sunday, June 26th, 24 winners will each spin the wheel to score a cash prize between $500 and $3,000. Then at 4 o'clock, one grand prize winner will knock it out of the park and bring home the big one, $10,000 in cash. Don't miss out. We're giving away up to $82,000 in total cash prizes. Swing for the fences at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. There was a clip from one Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears making its rounds last week as OTAs were wrapping up. And Rowdy had uh, said, hey, did you hear this clip? I'm like, no, I didn't. So he sent it to me, and I had to chuckle. Rowdy, uh, the NFC North, it's the have and the have-nots, right? I mean, the Green Bay Packers, obviously, to me anyways, and correct me if I'm wrong in saying this, could probably run away if the NFC North, yeah? You would think so, especially on paper. One would think. One uh, quarterback for an NFC North team, Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears, had this to say as OTAs were wrapping up. Take a listen. Are you ready for the season to start? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> ready for the season to start. Um, you know, I'm the type of guy to, you know, like to know that I'm prepared, so... Um, right now, I'm just being honest. We're we're not ready to play a game right now. So, um, uh, but and when that time comes, we will be ready. So right now, no, I'm not ready to play. Right, when you hear when you hear something like that, Justin Fields. I mean, yes, I understand that it's the month of June, but your fr- supposedly, hopefully, franchise quarterback of your Chicago Bears fan, Justin Fields, saying, you know, I'm an honest guy. We're not even ready to play a game. We're not even close. Well, it, you hear that, and then you look at this Green Bay Packers team. Do you think the Green Bay Packers could play a game right now if they had to this weekend? I mean, I want to say yes, just because you got Aaron Rodgers who's been. There I don't for know so why long. you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I mean, like they have the one of the best defenses on paper. You got Aaron Rodgers and a just, lot of guys returning. Yeah, the only thing you have that's a question mark is the wide receiver room. But even then, you got some veterans there. The Green Bay Packers could play a game if they needed to on Sunday. Yeah, 
I would argue, especially with the turnover and Minnesota Vikings current roster, when you have a Kirk Cousins, when you have a Delvin Cook and a Justin Jefferson, I would argue the Minnesota Vikings would be able to play a game on Sunday. I would even argue that the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff, a guy that's been there, done that. Yep. A lot of the guys that were on the roster last year, obviously they added a lot of draft picks as well. But I would argue that the Detroit Lions could also go and play a game on Sunday if they had to. Now, out of all of those teams, clearly Green Bay would be most prepared if they had to play on Sunday. Just because it's a lot of guys coming back, a lot of veterans, a lot of really good players. It's It's a coach and a quarterback. They're on the same page. But I think if you look at it right now and you look at the rest of the teams in the North, I think you could argue that three out of the four would probably be ready to play on Sunday. Now, the product wouldn't look great. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no, yeah. But I also think they could probably beat you, the USFL teams. If you look at it, <laughs> Packers would be number one in, in most ready, then Vikings, then Lions, then Bears. That honestly might be what the standings look like at the end of the season. Yeah, that's my question. Like, that's also, like, obviously the Packers are the clear-cut number one in the NFC North. Even if, if the season started today, pencil the Packers in as NFC Well, North you champions. talk about the Bears. The and Bears. It's like, you could make the excuse. It's like, okay, well, they have a new GM. And, okay. they, and a new coach. And a new coach. Okay, so does the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. They got a quarterback in Justin Fields you, who openly admits, I ain't ready, dude. Yeah, what's what's the difference? Both teams both teams have a new GM. Both teams have a new head coach. One team has an NFL veteran that's a solid quarterback in Kirk Cousins. The other one is Justin Fields, who at time last year you could say flashed here and there. The offensive line is much worse in Chicago. Yeah. The defense lost a lot. It's kind of a. If I was a Bears fan, I'd be a little alarmed when my starting quarterback says we can't play a game right now. I know it's 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 bizarre. Take a little. Are you ready for the season to start? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> Not ready for. Just the being to honest. Start. Um, you know, I'm the type of guy to you know like to know that I'm prepared. So, um, right now I'm just being honest. We're we're not ready to play a game right now. So, um. Uh, but in, when that time comes, we will be ready. So right now, no, I'm not ready. I, I mean, I do appreciate the honesty. Usually you get an athlete up there or a coach or a GM, and they just lie through their teeth. I mean, they're just, they're just politicians. That oh, get... I'm with you. I'd rather have a guy that's completely honest. But as a fan, I'd be, like, honesty, I'd be nervous. I'd be a little worried. Seven touchdowns, ten interceptions last year for one Justin Fields. And you look at the Chicago Bears team, and you're like, wow. this. I mean, you got a new coach. You got a new GM, as Roddy just talking about. Vikings as well. And then you look around the league, the Lions or the Lions. I'd, I'd say right now, I agree with you, Rowdy. I think the Lions will overtake. I think the Bears will be last place in the NFC North. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Blue skies aplenty for this Thursday. At least that's the forecast in front of me. How are you, everybody? Farm Director Pam Youngke, glad you're along with us. Sunshine today and 89 are expected high. Tomorrow will bounce up to 90 degrees before taking a break on Saturday. Saturday's outlook, about a 60% chance of rain, 83 the expected high. And on Sunday, partly sunny and 76 is the weather influencing the markets and what's going on with dairy? Yesterday, barrel and block cheese, both unchanged, but previous sessions had seen both barrel and block 
getting hit pretty pretty hard on nosedives. We're talking about it with our friend Zach Bowers from Everag. He's our special guest this morning. And it is the 23rd day of June. On this day back in 1950, an airplane disappeared over Lake Michigan. It was a Northwest Airlines flight carrying 53 passengers, make that 58 passengers, and a crew. It was flying from New York to Seattle with a stopover in Minneapolis, and literally it disappeared over Lake Michigan. Very little debris. Nobody knows to this day what happened. But at that time in 1950, it was the biggest loss of human life in a commercial aviation accident up until that point on this day back in 1950. On this day in 2016, the U.K. voted to leave the European Union. You and I know it more popularly as Brexit, Britain's exit from the European Union. The U.K. had been part of the European Union since 1973, and they're still trying to make their way through that decision even today. Happy birthday to actress Selma Blair. She is 50 years young. And Frances McDormand, another actress, she is 65 years young. And now you know. It's time again for our Alcivia Co-op Talk. All together in our communities, helping to support Wisconsin agriculture as well as our consumers. And uh, tell you what, we've got a special guest with us today. His name is Jim Dell. He is the president and CEO of Alcivia, and we're pleased to have him along with us. Boy, you know, I'm glad I got to kind of sneak a few minutes with you, Jim. I got to believe that the pace around the office as well as out in the fields been pretty hectic for all of the Alcivia staff. Yeah, uh, thanks, Pam, for having me on, and and it's been a uh, you know off to a slow start in April with the spring season, and then May uh, kicked in kicked into gear, and we are uh, full steam ahead at this point in time, getting trying to get caught up, and uh, you know Mother Nature is throwing a few uh, things at us each day, uh, a little bit more wind than we're used to, but uh, you know things are moving along. We want to thank all the patrons for their support, and uh, um, we'll putting the application product out there and, and moving forward. Yeah. How did you do managing through the spring workload, Jim? I know you and I had talked previously about the strategy within Alcivia to try to staff up and have everybody ready to go. How did the plan play out? Well, um, you know, surprisingly, we were able to um, pull enough folks together, both uh, locally here and uh we brought over uh, H2A folks to work with us again this year, about 60 of them in both trade territories, and, and that's been working out very well along with everything else. So uh, we've uh, come through it fairly well, and uh, I think our services have uh, showed that we can, uh, we're getting it done yeah. for our patrons. That's good. That's good. Have you heard anything about supply chain issues, Jim? I mean, you guys can only be in charge and in control of so much. I know Alcivia tries to lay in a lot of product, but how are we looking from this point forward on things like fungicide, uh, you know, secondary weed catches? How's that looking? Yeah, you know, there have been, there have been uh, certainly a lot of planning put in this winter and this spring to make sure we had enough product on hand. And, and for sure, there's been some substitutions that have happened as we have not been able to secure 100% of everything we needed. But our cu- customers were... Uh, well-educated and understanding, and we've been able to substitute and get get through the season with different uh, chemical uh, uh, combinations, and uh, 
it's worked out pretty good. And, and thus far, we're we're staying ahead of the game, so we're pretty pleased with that. Yeah, well, and you know, we're all optimistic. I mean, we take a look at the crops that we've got in the ground, and then we take a look at the markets. And boy, Jim, I'll tell you, markets are presenting some decent opportunities when it comes to the 2022 crop and 2023. you got a whole staff keeping an eye on that. Yeah, from a grain marketing standpoint, uh, you know, got some real opportunities, strong markets here, obviously, for 22 and, and should should bode well for our customer base. And, you know, I just encourage our uh, customers not to forget about next year and, and the following year as we can put on hedge to arrive contracts with them and, and uh, get some of that locked in, especially if they're taking a look at uh, locking in, uh, you know, fall application as we're trying to get out and uh, we'll be getting out and getting after that and trying to get that secured here in the next uh, few weeks. But, uh, you know, the markets are strong. They uh, seem to be a, a strong demand pull and uh, there's lots of areas that are going to need uh, uh, product. You know, West Texas is uh, struggling a little bit right now. And so that's going to uh, in the U uh, S market. And then of course our export markets are, are strong, as we speak as well. And, uh, you know, the flow of grain is going to change a little bit as we move forward uh, to hit some of those demand points. And, you know, some of that is a result of some of the war things and, and, and different things like that geopolitically that are going on. Yeah, right. If you're just joining us, this is Jim Dell, President and CEO of Alcivia on our Alcivia Co-op Talk. And let's talk, like you said, about being proactive. I think sometimes... Uh, we're a little hesitant to pull that trigger, Jim. We're one natural disaster away from seeing prices go up again. Your staff walks people through the process and helps them look at all their options, don't they? Yes, we do. You know, a person can easily get, um, you know, tentative with the higher fertilizer prices right now. Um, and I totally understand that. But uh, as you look at comboing that with sales of grain, um, actually, the margin per acre is uh, pretty decent, and I think that's really where we all need to keep our focus um, and uh, and work through the, you know, not get too hung up on the price of per individual input as we go through just how does it impact the overall cost per acre, and then uh, what's the revenue per acre? Let's not forget about that. We focus on costs a lot, but uh, revenues are all um, – oftentimes not uh, focused on as much. Yeah, but they, like you said, they are the critical element. Jim Dell along with us, President and CEO of Alcivia. Like he said, try to be proactive, folks, as best you can. If you've got a crop in the ground, how are you going to market it? If you're planning on 2023, can you protect yourself in different ways? And, of course, for all you consumers out there, let's think about our summer fill program and getting ourselves ready for winter months that, believe it or not, are just around the corner. You can take care of it all with our friends from Alcivia. Jim Dell, President and CEO of Alcivia, along with us today on our Alcivia Co-op Talk. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McVin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. 
Give fantastic. ready to bid on extraordinary adventures, all for a good cause. A three-night stay and tickets to the Players' Championship in Florida? How about your choice of a Broadway show in either New York City or Chicago? This is just a taste of the items up for bid in the Easter Seals, Wisconsin online auction. The best part? The dollars you spend will help kids and adults with disabilities attend summer camp in the Wisconsin Dells. Bidding ends June 24th. Register to bid at EasterSealsWisconsin.com. All righty, just a quick look at markets before we switch gears and talk all things dairy with Zach Bowers from Everag. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning are definitely trending lower again. Biggest losses right now in soybeans. Dow Jones Industrial Average right now down more than 100 points. December corn is currently trading down 23 points at 670 a bushel. November soybeans, they're currently down 43 cents at 1433. July wheat down 16 cents, 960 a bushel. Barrel and black cheese were both unchanged yesterday in Chicago. Double A butter did gain three and a half cents to two ninety six and a half. Not much movement on fluid milk yet this morning. July milk up twenty eight cents on the close at twenty three fifty five a hundred weight. The August milk was up twenty six cents at twenty four twelve a hundred weight. What is going on with that dairy complex? We're talking about that next with our friend Zach Bowers. He's one of the broker analysts with Everag. Joining us live in a moment. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Your tough jobs, the really big ones, deserve a hard-working John Deere tractor from Sloan Implement. Right now, get 0% for five years and $1,000 off on a 5E series tractor. No matter the size of your work, the John Deere 5E is the perfect fit. And when you take a seat on your tractor, your land stands to benefit. 0% for 60 months. Some restrictions apply. See Sloan Implement for details. Offer ends 10 You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, where we know real life often falls outside the lines. So our bankers innovate to create non-traditional solutions. When you work with us, you're likely to find an immediate solution or plan for achieving your goals. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. From her mouth to the field's ears. 
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yes, indeed you do on a Thursday morning. Time to turn the microphone toward what's happening with our dairy markets and helping us answer your questions and get you on the straight path of information is our friend Zach Bowers. He's along with us from uh, EverAg in uh, Chicago. And we want to jump right on what's going on with the uh, uh, situation with milk production, Zach. You know, we've been, this has been a, a steady conversation since probably fourth quarter of last year milk production in the united states as well as worldwide flat if not a little soft and the may milk report out this week was no exception huh that's right good morning pam thanks for having me this morning but yeah i mean to jump right in there uh once again we got uh the may uh milk production report this past tuesday you know analysts were expecting anywhere from you know, flat to down 0.5%. Uh, well, we came out down 0.7% again, so still closer to that down 1%, which is, you know, we continue to trend lower um, while the rest of the world does also, right? And and some of the notable states in there was, you know, you have California down, you know, usually they're, I mean, they're a leader in the milk production state and definitely in the growth. Uh, they have been for many years, and now we, we've started to see them turn over into the decline. Right. New Mexico continues to show massive numbers down 10 percent. Um, so you got some of these big southwest states, which, you know, we've been talking about for years. What's going to happen when they start running out, running out of water? Well, I think we're starting to see it. Right. Yeah. That mixed with high food prices. So with that, you know, last week we had kind of a risk off trade in almost all commodities, followed by, you know, following the stock market with almost everything lower. Uh, class three milk cheese. Uh, you know, we took cheese down pretty hard, pretty aggressively. Um, and we saw that move in the class three market. We saw us break almost a dollar fifty. Well, kind of similar to this is almost the exact same trade we saw almost a month ago with the milk production report. Milk production comes out. End users don't want to believe it because they don't want to pay these high prices. You know, they see, oh, milk isn't coming back. Followed by the fact that the Midwest has, you know, an extreme heat wave moving through it. You know, I'm talking to dairies all the time out here who are, you know, down anywhere from five to 15 pounds of milk for the last week and going into this week. Um, so you, you think May was down. That's going to have a pretty dramatic effect on, on the June report as well, uh, because the Midwest in the May report was the only states that were really up on milk production. Right. So, you, you know, you look at that and it's like, where, where are we going to get more milk? Um, and then you look at the cow numbers in that report and we only added 2000 more cows uh, month over month. Um, we've only added 32,000 head this whole year, year to date. Uh, so that leaves us still 100,000 cows short of where we were last year, yeah. right? Uh, and, and we're really going to have to start picking up uh, those additional head here going into the back half of this year if we want to get to a flat to growth um, point on, on our milk production, which I, I look at and say, I don't know where we're about to go at 100,000 cows um, because you just can't right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so so for me, I look at that and say, you know, we should see some support step back into this market uh, on the cheese front um, just because the milk's just not there. Uh, and I think we're going to see prices trend higher um, a little bit because of that. Have you noticed on uh, slaughter numbers, anything in particular, Zach, that, uh, like you said, we can't just snap our fingers and create the cows to repopulate that herd. What are you seeing as far as uh, cull cow numbers, cows going to market? Yeah, so cull cows have slowed a little bit, which is to be expected, right? At, at these higher levels, you're, you're going to slow down a little bit, right? So I think you're going to continue to see that trend. But at the same time, you know, if you're culling less, 
you're keeping animals that aren't going to be producing the same amount per cow as if you're, you know, adding to the herd, right? Mm-hmm. So you could potentially be adding to the herd little by little by not culling as much, but you're not going to get the pounds per cow that you want out of them. So even that, even from that perspective, I don't see a, a massive amount of growth yeah. uh, happening in the future. Well, and like you said, this this water situation is just, it's been making national news and it's got to be something that, uh, you know, like we said, Dairies have to, they've got their own wells in many cases, but they've got to be starting to think about what are they, moving herds? Yeah, so so a lot of them, you know, in those scenarios, that ground is, you know, so valuable based on the water rights. Uh, so it's worth a lot more to grow a specialty crop versus, you know, a feed crop for your cows. So a lot of them have been you know, over the years, adjusting and moving herds, right? They're moving cows over to the I-29 region, South Dakota, Iowa. Um, But a lot of them are just getting out, right? So you're seeing a lot of cows just leaving the herd. Uh, They're getting out uh, and they're they're growing specialty crops, right? So that's why we've seen a a massive drop in these cow numbers is especially that New Mexico region um, that has really been leaving. You know, they were kind of the worst paid state uh, for a while from a milk production, from a milk price standpoint. Um, and they still have decent water in that area. So it was just much more lucrative just to, you know, get rid of the cows and, and go farm. Um, so you're seeing a lot of that. Yeah, I saw, I noticed also as far as uh, uh, numbers, you know, uh, states like Florida, uh, even New York, uh, some of those states, mm-hmm. they, they were way off in May too. Yep. Yeah. Florida and uh, New York, you're seeing a lot of that due to, you know, class one pricing change over the year over the last couple of years um, has really hurt that, that industry quite a bit. And, and the class one demand in general has, has really hurt the Florida, New York uh, demand standpoint also. So again, you're seeing, uh, you know, the New York, you're seeing a lot of consolidation. You're seeing a lot of smaller herds going out. Um, Florida is just not viable really to, to be, you know, milking there. It's not really yeah. a great environment uh, for cows, yep. but in the past you, you had a great milk price because of that, that class one demand. Uh, so with that slipping and with the changing in the pricing of the class one, uh, it it really makes it difficult to milk cows down there. Yeah, yeah. Zach Bowers along with us, one of the broker analysts with EverAg. Don't forget, if uh, you're looking for those folks, just jump online and look for EverAg. You know, and then, like we said, we got to tie it all back around with the cheese price, Zach. Uh, and, you know, the volatility outside of cheese and the fact that we're going into kind of a holiday week, too. Yeah, I mean, there has uh, that's the name of the game this year is volatility, right? Uh, buckle up and, and keep your hands and feet inside of the roller coaster, right? Uh, it's not going to slow down anytime soon, I don't, I don't think, because you, you look at all the markets around us. I mean, just in the overnight, you have soybeans down 40 cents, corn down 20 cents. Those kind of moves in other commodities are going to continue to affect, you know, the cheese market as well, too. Uh, but from a fundamental standpoint, uh, where we are cheese pricing, I, this should see support. We should see, at the very least, massive export orders step in at these prices mm-hmm. as we are as we are a steep discount to the rest of the world from a cheese price standpoint. Mm-hmm. Domestically, this is you know we're seeing a lot of end users step in and buy this because it's the first time we've seen cheese at these levels in months. Yep, absolutely. I got to let you go, Zach. Appreciate it, Zach Bauer joining.